the old pre-meds podcast, session number 341. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the old pre-meds podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week where I take your non-traditional questions and answer them here on the podcast. This week we have an active duty Air Force member talking about uh, going back to med school. Before we jump into that, though, I want to talk about the MCAT minutes brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. I first hooked up with Blueprint MCAT while I was in the Air Force when I started the medical school headquarters just as a fun little side project that kind of grew and grew and grew out of control into what it is today. Uh, Blueprint is there to help you on your journey to scoring well on the MCAT, and that means signing up for a free account free and getting access to their amazing free resources. Did you know that a lot of students don't use free resources? Why not? You get access to a free half-length exam, a free full-length exam, their amazing study planner tool, which as a non-traditional student will help you probably more than it'll help a traditional student. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, And access to a study, a a space repetition flashcard platform that will help you memorize everything that you need to hopefully memorize for the MCAT, all those formulas and amino acids, all about amino acids. Go over to blueprintmcat.com today. Sign up for that free account and get started right now. All right, let's go and jump into our question today. Our student is asking, I'm currently an active duty officer in the Air Force working in an outpatient clinic as a registered nurse, and I'm wondering if it's possible to take pre-med coursework while on active duty or should I separate completely or go to the guard or reserves and then take classes? For all of our military members out there, active duty, guard, reserve, wherever you are serving, in whatever capacity you are serving in, number one, thank you. Uh, And number two, this comes up all the time. Uh, If you are in the Air Force, for those of you in in the military, rather, not not just the Air Force, uh, although the Air Force is the best. Like, come on, we all know that. Um, if you're in the military, you're pretty restricted in terms of your life, right? The military owns you, basically. But with that said, you also still have typically a lot of flexibility depending on what your job duties are. A lot of people will go through this process and they will uh, they, they will go through this process and they will um, uh, be deploying every two months. They'll uh, have a job duties where their hours are so hector, uh, hectic <laughs> that they can't really reliably sign up for a class that is at a set period of time and you have to show up and all this stuff. So obviously the answer always is, unfortunately, it depends on your specific situation. But for this person, right, working in an outpatient clinic as a registered nurse, that is almost always going to be just kind of normal job duty hours, right? Nine to five, eight to five, whatever it is. And so that sets up some, some ability potentially to take classes at a community college, to potentially take classes online. Now that we're in this post-COVID world, online courses are 
more acceptable. They're not universally, unfortunately, acceptable. And so you you kind of have to play that by ear as well. Number one, I, I would just look at your specific situation and where are you in your current job? Is there a possibility that you're going to deploy in two months? Well, then I probably wouldn't sign up to take classes, right? So where are you in your deployment kind of bucket? And, and what does that look like? If you're not going to deploy for a while, your job hours are pretty uh, standard. If you're not going to PCS, if you're not going to move anywhere to a new base anytime soon, why not take classes? That's my question. Why would it be a problem to take classes? There, there theoretically isn't a problem to be active duty and taking classes, right? The, the military wants people to take classes. Now they may want them to take them through the community college, right? Air Force Community College, whatever it's called these days, or whatever the equivalents are in the Army and Navy and uh, other branches of the military. They want people to continue their education in the military. Uh, And so why would that be a problem? And maybe I'm not thinking about something. And so let let me know if I'm, I'm just completely blanking on a reason why they would have an issue with that. The military has some rules around like, moonlighting and having other jobs and and other stuff, right? I started medical school headquarters as a side project that probably wasn't by the books. If you were to go look at all of the regulations and stuff that I probably shouldn't had a a side uh, job or something. I don't know, Uh, but I did it. And here I am. (laughs) No consequences. Hopefully don't come knocking at my door, please. Um, and, And so, yeah, take, take a class. I, I, I don't know. Is the question potentially, do I have the time for it? I don't know. I, I can't answer that question if you have time or not not have time. Uh, obviously, the goal is get good grades, right? You're a nurse, so you probably have a lot of science um, background, which is great. Unfortunately, with the nursing pathway, a lot of those courses are nursing-specific courses, right? Biochemistry for nurses and organic chemistry for nurses, whatever, whatever those courses are. And those typically don't translate into prereqs, right? So you have to go back and take those prereqs. Again, standard prereqs for those who don't know, a year of gen chem, a year of gen bio, a year of ochem, uh, a year um, of physics, a semester of biochemistry. And then sometimes there's some math thrown in there. Sometimes there's some English thrown in there. Uh, but that's the the gist of it. And so, yeah, it, you you need to go back and do some prereqs if this is your goal. So you just have to look at your life and go, what is my schedule? What is my life? What does this look like? And if you have the opportunity to separate, great, separate. And go, if if that'll help you go faster, if that's a goal of yours, great, go do that. If you enjoy what you're doing and you're okay going a little bit slower and you're getting a paycheck and you're not at risk of deploying anytime soon or PCSing anytime soon, like why not stay in and take some classes. So there are a million things to think about in this situation that really are so dependent on each individual student that you just have to play by ear and and just check in with yourself, check in with your family, those who rely on you for support or you rely on for support, a spouse, a partner or whatever, and just think about that process and what that looks like for you. So hopefully that was helpful. I know it's a little scatterbrained today. Uh, I enjoy these questions. Keep them coming and we'll answer them here on the old pre-meds podcast. If you're looking for some help with your applications or just some general pre-med advising, go over to medicalschoolhq.net slash advising. 
check out how we can help you. We have a small team of amazing advisor, uh, advisors helping students one-on-one or in group settings through our Application Academy program, helping students live their dreams and getting into medical school. And don't forget to check out blueprintmcat.com, our sponsor of the Old Pre-Meds podcast. Have a great week. We'll see you soon here on the Old Pre-Meds podcast. This is MedEd Media.